Hello, please leave a message after the tone. Hi, I'm Amy Ball, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light or find the light in the darkness to prove there is still good out there and lots of it. Have you rated and reviewed us yet? It is my birthday. No, it's not my birthday. My birthday is coming soon. My birthday is next January. The point is, you owe me a birthday present and or a belated birthday present. And what better present or gift is there for a good podcast like this one than you're giving us a rating and a review? It only takes but a few seconds and makes all the difference in helping us spread the good and helping others find the good. So make this the best birthday ever for me or someone having a birthday today because I believe there's got to be at least one person having a birthday today and hop on the good stuff of rating and reviewing us. Yes? Yes. Okay, today is another world gone good. First, we are going to break the space-time continuum and pull our own very own oh-so-good back to the future. I am talking time travel, people. Time travel. Before we do that, a little good history. Long before this podcast ever existed, and by long before, I mean like six-ish months before the podcast ever existed, the pandemic was just beginning. We had just started the two-week lockdown, and I started these Zoom records with my friends where we told stories. It was something genius I came up with, and I think I called it something incredible like Stories with Steve. Um, They told a story, I told a story, and we put it up on Facebook. Was it the most original idea ever? No. Was it life-changing in some way, shape, or form? Not so much. Was it simply a way to keep the creativity flowing and talk with my friends and pretend like we weren't all going to perish at any minute? Yeah, there you go. That's what it was right there. Uh, I recently went back and started going through the 19, yes, 19 episodes of Stories with Steve, thinking to myself, hmm, maybe there are some good stories I can share with all of you now here on World Gone Good. And I came across one in particular that just screamed out to me, Steve, I'm the one. This is it. I'm me. Look at me. It's a story my friend Amy Ball told, and it has a fun twist to it, which I don't want to spoil. I'm just going to let you experience it with us. But before we do, there's an important question I need to ask you today. And this is the question. Have you lost your joy? What about your hope? Sorry, that was two questions. Why am I asking you two questions about joy and hope? Because, my friends, Amy lost hers, and she wanted them back. So strap in and buckle up. Because the World Gone Good time machine is starting up and about to fire on all good cylinders. We are ready to journey back, jet on back 
to a year just two years ago, the year of 2020. All right, tell me a story. So in 2013, I was sad. I've been sad at other points in my life, but this sad is part of this particular story. So this sad was probably about a relationship, as most sads are. But I found myself in my living room with a bottle of wine, sitting with sad and really missing my joy. So sad and I are really well acquainted. So even when I'm fervently chatting with inspiration and creativity, sad is generally peeking his head over Joy's shoulder, just letting me know he's ready to keep me company, whatever. So, and I want to tell you, 2013 is before Inside Out happened. So <laughs> that's important to the story. So sometimes Joy did wander away for a while, but she always came back. And that's the thing that really saved me is Joy tended to come back pretty quickly. But this time was different. And so I kind of wondered if she was still hanging out in my ex's apartment in Venice. So I did what any person does when they lose something valuable. Um, I made posters for my lost joy and hope. And I bought a Skype phone number with voicemail recording capabilities. And I hung posters all over the neighborhoods all over Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So I started in places where Joy was unlikely to be because she'd been away for so long that I was sure that, you know, she must be lost and not know how to get back to me. So I posted in sad corners with too much trash and telephone poles covered in bent nails, places where you like cross the street quickly at night when you see shadows of others approaching, near houses with window bars and rusted gates, like in quiet suburbs with suspicious neighbors. Like I went all over. I didn't expect much. <laughs> I just couldn't sit around feeling the way I was feeling. So I wandered at night and I posted these everywhere. And if you pulled a tab and called, the outgoing message just said simply, this is Amy, let me know if you've seen my joy. And I would get an email notification and there'd be a little voicemail attached to it. So slowly people started calling it. Uh, I haven't found it, um, but uh, wondering if you had any leads or... Uh... I don't know if you found it. I was just curious what <laughs> like this was all about. Or um uh yeah. Like uh thought the post was kinda of funny. Alright. Bye. And some of them were encouraging and incredibly helpful. Hi Amy. Um I saw your flyer and I just wanted to tell you that I'm really sorry you can't seem to find me drive, but I think you're gonna be okay. Cause there are just, there's so many good things in the world, and there's joy in every single one of them. I've seen joy in the books that I read, in the music that I listen to, in the good food that I eat, in the art that I like to see or paint, in the places I like to go. And I know it may feel like you've lost joy, but she's always going to be with you, and you just have to know where to look. Um, I hope you have a great day, and I sincerely hope that you find joy. There was also one girl who called me about five times in a row and each, she really took it seriously. And she was really, it was really her mission to like, to, to be my friend. And it got really intense. Those are fun. Hi, Amy. Um, I just saw your poster and I'm not sure if Joy's person or if you're actually talking about the emotion, but if you're talking about the emotion, I just wanted to call and say that um, whatever it is, it's going to be okay. You can get through it. Just... 
seen my joy. Hi, I found Joy. She's right here, actually. I'm on Washington and La Brea. Can you keep giving me a call back? Thank you. Apparently, Joy was on Washington and La Brea. So I was getting closer. <laughs> I didn't call anybody back, but I did uh, send text messages thanking people. So Joy was also seen in the Valley. Hey, Amy, I just wanted to call and let you know I saw Joy today walking around with her dancing shoes out to Burbank this morning. She was having an absolute blast. So maybe next time you're looking for her, maybe try try Burbank on Sunday morning. There's a lot of yard sales that she needs to be enjoying. All right, I hope you're having a great day. Bye. She apparently liked yard sales, and I have actually independently verified this fact. There was also Victor. Hey there, Amy. Uh, my name is Victor. I think I found your joy. I can't tell the male or female at this point, so maybe you could show some more details and uh, see if uh, maybe it is your joy. Call me back uh, if you have any more details. Thank you. Victor had definitely not found my joy, but it turns out he was looking for something. And even if my joy had a vagina, which let's be honest, it does, I was not going to call Victor. <laughs> so I was starting to feel better. I was getting lots and lots of calls. Um, and people were reaching out, trying to help. And then I got the call that finished the project, at least this phase of it. The one that changed everything. And no, this was not for my ex. This is not a Nora Ephron film. This call was from a troop of people who decided that together it was their mission to lift me out of my sadness. Yes, we have your joy. We found it. Right here. Right here. And it was so awesome. But then something happened because I started to feel greedy because I was still putting up the posters, but I wasn't sad anymore. So I felt like I was hoarding joy a little bit. So I did what anyone who has found something that is so wonderful that isn't really theirs would do. 
I bought another Skype number and I put together a new poster, a little encouragement poster. So I posted encouragement. She had little braces and little dancing shoes. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I bought another Skype number and I said that, you know, I'd seen encouragement running around in the city and that I couldn't keep her. And so I wanted to, I wanted to find her owner. So what was funny about this one is I, the, I didn't get a lot of voice messages. I got a lot of voice messages for joy. People want to help you find joy. Right. But I got more calls for encouragement. I got one day, I got 800 calls to this number. And most of them were quiet. If I got a voicemail at all, it was a lot of silence. Sometimes people would just say, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You people are beautiful little angels. And I can't tell you how much energy is this in my life right now. It was the last little tab on a sign on the street outside of Casita, Del Campo, my favorite place. I went in and I had played your call to you, and you guys made me feel like a million, good billion dollars. Georgie Reeves, that's you. Bye-bye. I just feel like I've been thinking a lot about this project right now and how kind of disconnected we are and that there is a lot of sadness. I just, I've been thinking about revisiting it in some way um, and, or maybe releasing some of the voicemails message. Cause also it was really interesting how geographically responses were different. And I don't know, it's, it's not, you know, toilet paper <laughs> hand sanitizer, but I feel like I have probably a little more encouragement to offer. <laughs> Um, and that's my story. Well, through the magic of a time machine, it is two years later than the last time we <laughs> talked about this. And the last thing you said in your story was, you know, I've been thinking, I might want to revisit this. Uh-huh. And here we are, revisiting it. <laughs> so much life has happened in those two years. It both feels impossible that it was two years ago that we sat down and talked. I remember being at, like the, at the beginning of the pandemic. I was buying all my crafting supplies. The introvert in me was secretly happy that the world was shutting down and I would have nothing no social obligations to do. Like I, I really felt like this was going to be a great time. <laughs> I know we talk about this on this show all the time of like, remember when we were all like, it'll be two weeks. I'm going to have a great two weeks. I'm going to learn Spanish and I'm going to do the 10 push up a day thing challenge. And I'm going to lose 40 pounds. And then two years later, we're like, what happened in my life? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I thought about it and then two things happened. One, I got a puppy and two, I made a baby. So we got to go back though. We got to back. So (laughs) so there's a little reference for everyone listening. Let's go back to 2013 when this all first happened, because there's a couple of holes in the story that we need to fill in. Mm -hmm. Question number one, what originally caused you to lose your hope and joy? Can you speak about it now? You know, I actually don't remember exactly what prompted it because I was still together with my partner at the time, although we had we had, had ups and downs. I think when I started posting them was the first time we broke up. But the first time I actually drew the posters, I think I was just sad over something. Like 
And it could have been us. It could have been one of those sort of long or those could have been one of the conversations that we had about like, you know, what is the future of this? Because I'm eight years older than my partner. And that was early in early days. That was a big, that was a big discussion point. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't exactly remember what caused it. I suppose because I was living in West Hollywood at the time. And that was around the time when I, it's so funny because the ultimatum is like a TV show now, but I, I did, I had, it was around the time where I was making an ultimatum to him around our, our relationship. So I guess I want to give you just a clean response to this. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to have like a, this happened, like, you know, I got cancer or something, somebody died or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that. It was my current partner, who was my partner at the time, um, saw these at some point and said, these are really good. These also make me sad. And he said, you should do something with these. And I kind of laughed and I thought, well, what am I going to do with them? And, you know, when someone drops something like that, I may brush it off in the immediate, but then I just kept thinking about it. And I thought, well, what does he mean I could do something with them? And I don't actually know what he meant, but it certainly turned into a bigger project than, than he was thinking of. Um, so I activated them into the real world. You know, you said earlier that your joy and hope it wasn't really connected to that, but that's what you seem to come back to. So my question is, did you find a joy and hope in yourself as well as a joy and hope in each other? Yes. I, I actually have a baseline that is pretty optimistic and pretty, I want to say happy. I mean, I, my baseline is pretty happy and satisfied generally, but that does not come without me poking at it or me questioning myself and my comfort or, you know, the sadness just tells you that something is out of alignment. And mostly I find joy in expression and connecting and being able to communicate authentically. And that definitely takes constant evaluation and retapping in. So I guess it's not a finite thing. Like, yes, I found my joy and now that's done. Well, you're ever, you're ever evolving, right? I mean, that's being human. Yeah. And I think that the, the point is to consistently reconcile yourself with who you want to be in the world, reconcile what you're doing to, to what your ideals are and to think about what it is you want for yourself um, beyond any any relationship or even ideas about what you should be doing. I always get into trouble when I feel like I should be anything. Um, or when you really push on, is that something I believe or is that something that, that I've just been told and maybe I need to question that. Maybe I need to investigate that. Like I find joy in yes, doing these, these projects that help me sort of legitimize how I'm feeling, express it in a way that feels authentic to me. And then looking at other artists and things that that make me feel like, oh man, I just had my whole worldview expanded. So I feel like it's a, it's yeah, it's ongoing. It's 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 iterative. You find it, you lose it. You find it, you lose it. You learn something about yourself that you think, ah, oh, that's still all this old crap, or 
you just make a hypothesis about life and you 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 live it you live out this hypothesis to dis- determine whether it's true or not i guess <laughs> i don't know um and i find a lot of joy in the art that i interact with mostly writing honestly um i'm an avid book reader so uh joy can be found mostly in literary places for me let me ask you about the phone calls and the messages thinking back Looking back on them now, listening to them now, how do they affect you now compared to how they affected you back then? I feel differently for sure because I also feel like I probably wouldn't do this project in the same way now. Like it, feels like it feels like all these people were talking to a very young me and it makes me nostalgic. The fact that I did this really cool thing, I almost feel like it wasn't even me that did it. It was this younger version of me who had this very creative way to connect with people. And to me, I see that it was an exercise. It was a deep exercise in connection. And, and I actually feel like I, I feel like I want to give myself and all the people who responded a hug. Like I I wish I knew who they were. I would be curious to know how their lives have changed. You know, I don't know anything about them except for that moment that they took. And it makes me feel really grateful. Like, wow, these people took the time to investigate this this search for lost joy and who knows what they thought about the person behind the poster right they have they have no idea who i am either and they extended sort of a little bit of themselves to try to help and that feels very human and beautiful and warm so yeah I, that was a very long answer no, I loved it because I love that you you said it's a connection and that's what we that's what we try to do here on this podcast is connect with our listeners and I I just met with somebody today about another project and we were talking about like what 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 is it about a podcast compared to a radio show or a TV show and it's that it's that moment like when you're listening and you you say out loud, "Oh my god, I've done that." Or, "Oh my god, I was drunk too." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the relatability and the connection. Now, I think the question that I have to uh ask you, which is very important, is what about Victor? Oh, Victor. Victor and I were just stars. <laughs> I don't know. We were just ships passing in the night. I don't know the right metaphor for it. I, I never called Victor. Um, I don't know if he's still out there, but um, thank you. What Victor. if you're, what if you're, <laughs> thank you, Victor. <laughs> what if your husband was like standing over your bed one night and you like opened your eyes in the middle of the night and he just said, I am Victor. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And he'd been Victor the whole time. Hmm. Twist we never saw coming. I got to tell you, I I just want to say before we wrap up, because we wrap up with three questions on the show and we'll get to that in one second. I want to thank you because I was going back through this, these old stories with Steve episodes and I was just clicking through them because I'm like, Oh, some of these stories were really good. And I want to share them with my, with my world gone good family, you know? And then I was like, I got to yours and I was like, what did Amy and I talk about? Like I didn't like a lot. And this is true of a lot of them. I couldn't remember the story. Mm-hmm. And I started, I went to yours and I sped through. Cause I told cause we told two stories. I told one, you told one, and I got to yours and you started. And it was like this wave of a flashback. And I went, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was going to send me, she was going to send me the recording. She never sent me the, not that she didn't send me the recordings. I said the way we did it was fine with you, you saying what they said. Uh-huh. And then I reached out to you and I was like, 
do you still have those recordings? And you're like, do I still have those recordings here? <laughs> and you just send me like a, a wee transfer with all of them. And, and I thank you for it because it's so amazing to me. It affected me back then when we talked about it um, as an artist, but also as a human and just reaching out and then re-listening to your story and hearing the actual people it's just so powerful what you did. I don't think you realize on an existential level like what this is. It's it's magic. It's a moment of magic. I love sneak attack, love art projects. I will say that. Like if if my life, if at the end of my life people show up to my funeral and all of these weird little things that I have done surface, I'll be so happy. It was a really fun project. And thank you for revisiting it with me because it makes me feel like, ooh, what's the next? What's the next sneaky love art that I need to do? <laughs> I know you're a sneaky love art person too. I, I have my I have my moments. Yeah. I have my moments. We end these shows with three questions. You know all the answers. Don't panic. Or panic. What am I? I'm not the boss. So you panic away. Question number one, where do people find you online? How can people follow you? And how can people get in on more sneaky things? Ooh, um, so I don't post very often on the social medias. I'm currently wrestling with my who I want to be on the social medias. I don't I don't wield that that power lightly. Um, but you can find me at the chicken moon and most of the like the Twitters and the Instagrams. And I do I do post on occasion. Um, the Chicken Moon was the name of the first novel I wrote. Um, it's not published, but that's why everything's called The Chicken Moon. Oh my God, I just learned something myself. Okay, two more questions. You can relate back to anything we talked about or anything you want to say. Question number one, who inspires you? Oh, oh my gosh. This is so big. Um Mary Oliver, Rebecca Solnit. Uh, oh, 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 you know who I want to tell you? There is a there is an author right now who uh, wrote a book about using Jane Eyre as, as a prayer book. Oh, yes. So Praying with Jane Eyre, reflect, Reflections on um, Reading as a Sacred Practice. The author's name is Vanessa Zoltan. The book is incredible, and she leads these um, she leads these wanders of where you you go these retreats where you go and you discuss various novels as sacred texts. So she does one on like Harry Potter, and I'm dying to go to one of her things. I think she's. She's incredible. So I, I that's who is currently I, who I'm currently on fire for. Oh, like Ocean Vuong, um, Yagya Si, uh, Hala Alan, all these authors whose books that I'm reading right now. I mean, Rob Bresney, his free will astrology just makes me crazy with uh, love explosions. Like, who doesn't inspire me? I want to keep throwing names out. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> the final question is not a question. It is a statement and you can finish it any way you want. It's really simple. We close the show with this. Tell me something good. 
Oh, one of my daughter's first words, um, well, two of her first words were booty and happy. And one of the most amazing things that she does is uh, I will walk in on her and she's, she's a reader. She likes to look at books by herself. And often I will walk in on her. She's 13 months old and she'll be saying, happy, 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 happy over and over. And I just feel like I have won <laughs> and I hope she continues to feel that way. Um, it is so good that she does that. She is a very cool person. I'm very lucky to be her mom. That's so good. I think everyone wants to know about booty now, but maybe we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) The best part is when she says booty, the run up to booty is intense. Like you see her get the B there, get the plosive. So you see her set her mouth. So you know it's coming. There's this line and we're like, ooh, booty's coming. And it explodes out of her and she goes, booty. (laughs) Um, I think you have given all my listeners enough joy to get them through another week, your month, lifetime. Oh, thanks, Steve. I appreciate you. Thank you. It's been fun to revisit this with you. Thank you, Amy, for sharing your good, so good listener. The question is, have you found your joy? And if not, what are you doing about it to find it, to make it happen? We're going to give you some time to think about that and hopefully take some action in finding it because we're taking a good little break. We will be back soon, very soon, with 10 new episodes in a row, all leading up to our 100th episode celebration. 100 episodes. Can you believe it? Me neither. Well, we're on this brief hiatus. Why not check out our episode guide and see what shows you've missed or need to catch up on, or you just want to listen to a second time, maybe even a third time? Lots of good to be had. We'll be back soon with new episodes. Until then, be good.